There's a lot of things where your kid thinks they know better than you do and you really know better for them. But how much food that they need to fill their bellies at a meal is actually one thing that they will always know better than you. Today, we're diving into how to know when your child really is full, how to make sure they always get enough to eat, and what about eating too much? Will they do that and can you prevent it? This is the Feeding Toddlers Made Easy podcast for busy parents who want real-life tips to get your kids to eat healthy and make feeding them easier. I'm Casey Barnes. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist. I work exclusively with babies and young children, and I have two kids myself, so I know firsthand all the daily struggles that endlessly pop up. I offer online resources that really will simplify your time in the kitchen while helping your kids eat and enjoy healthy foods. So if you haven't already popped over to my site, mamanosnutrition.com, go ahead and check it out. You can also leave me a question for the podcast at any time. Just call the voicemail at 469-552-5527, or you can send me an email. And you can grab all the info from this episode at mamanosnutrition.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 14. Today's question was an email that was sent to me, so I'm going to read it out to you. This is from a mom, Liza, and she wants to know how to know when a child is really full. She says her two-year-old will tell her all done after just a couple bites of a meal. And so she's wanting to know, how do I know if she's actually done or not? She also had a question about throwing food or throwing utensils, but I'm going to dive into that at another time. We're going to focus on today, how do we know if they're full or not? How do they get enough? All of those questions. So first, let's talk about how to know that they're full. So some signs that they're done, and you know, this can happen at any point in a meal. It doesn't matter if they've eaten nothing. It doesn't matter if they've eaten a lot. You can't use the amount that they ate as a helpful tool to know if they're done, which I know is very challenging. So here are some signs that they're done. If they start throwing their food or playing with their food, and they're really not eating any of it anymore, they're just kind of messing around, and they have no interest in eating anymore, that's a sign that they're done. And again, this might be right when they sit down. That's okay. Maybe they asked for more food and then didn't even eat any of it. That also can be a sign that they're done. Sometimes they think they still want more, but by the time it gets to them, they've had a chance to digest what they've already eaten. They realize, I don't actually need any more, and they're done frustrating, but it happens. Or they sit down and they just really aren't eating anything. You offer a favorite food. You offer something that you know that they like is at the meal, so it's not like you're sitting them down to just a bunch of random foods that they don't usually eat. But if you have foods there that they like and they're still not eating, that usually means that they're done. Even if they've had nothing, they've had one bite, they've had two bites, If they're really showing no interest in eating and there's not a bunch of distracting things going on, they're just kind of like, no, I'm not really into this, then that is a sign that they are done. Sometimes what we'll end up doing is if we sit them down to a meal, they're not eating what we gave them, then we think, well, it must be that they don't like this or they don't want this. I have to give them something else. And then you give them something else and they do eat that. And you think, oh, well, they definitely were hungry because they ate this. Well, I wouldn't take that as an automatic confirmation that they were still really hungry. We often, as kids and adults, 
We'll still eat our very favorite foods, even if we're not hungry, just because we know they taste so good and it feels good to taste something that you like. So I really encourage you to stick with what you originally offered as long as you know that it's something that they usually eat and like. If you gave them a meal and you're really like, you know what, I haven't seen them eat this in a while, I'm really not sure, it's totally okay to go get them something else. Or maybe they've eaten everything you've already put out and you don't have anything left of what was already served, you need to get them something different, that's fine too. This is not a strict, rigid thing. I just don't want you to get into the habit of bringing out something different, something special, something that they really like just because they're not eating at a meal. We want them to be able to listen to those hunger cues and know like, I might just really not be hungry for this meal right now, and that's okay. You don't have to eat. Now, I separately want to look at the topic of how to know if they've had enough to meet their needs because it's one thing for them to be full at a meal and it's another for them to meet their needs for their daily calorie needs of what their body needs to grow and to function. So this is where trust really comes in and the division of responsibility from Ellen Satter I will explain that in a second. That's like the foundation of basically everything I teach in terms of how to feed kids at mealtimes is this division of responsibility. So you may have heard me talk about it before, but it's always helpful to review it. And what the division of responsibility says is that the child is in control of if they eat at a meal and how much they eat. That is their job. You are not allowed to try to interfere with that. Your job is what is served, when, and where, basically. Okay? So they are if and how much. So we need to be able to trust their body because really the only person who truly knows if they had enough is them. Only they are in their body and only they can really interpret those cues from their stomach that go to their brain that give them the message that I need to eat or I don't need to eat. And they are born with this ability. Babies have this ability. Toddlers have this ability. We don't want to interfere with this because that's when problems start to arise. So you really want to be able to let them decide how much is enough. Every once in a while, you will run into issues where your child is not growing well. Either they're gaining weight too quickly they're not gaining weight quickly enough, and those are separate problems to address. But if overall your kid is growing well, then you really need to focus on this trust and letting them decide if and how much. We also have to remember that the idea of what enough even means is really subjective. When you think about like, how do I know if I feel like they've had enough? That is so subjective. Like what I might think is enough for my kids is different than what my husband thinks is enough for my kids. It's going to be different than what you think is enough for your kids. So that's why we really need to be able to let them tune into their own body because all of their needs are going to be different on a daily basis, even on an hourly basis. It's going to change. So they are not robots. We cannot just set out a specific calorie amount for the day and think that that's going to work all the time. It's not. But what does help is keeping a consistent daily routine for their meals and snacks. No more than really three to three and a half hours in between eating opportunities. And I usually really like to stick to a schedule of three meals a day 
and two to three snacks. I do have a blog post all about sample schedules for one-year-olds, and that really carries over for two- and three-year-olds, too. I give different variations based on nursing or not two naps, one nap. So I will link that in the show notes so you can make sure to check that out if you need help figuring out a schedule. It does not have to be set in stone. You can always change it based on what your day looks like or you notice they're hungry for lunch an hour earlier. That's fine. You can move things around, but you do want to have enough eating opportunities so that they can get all their calories in. A lot of toddlers just aren't going to eat huge meals all the time, and so they need more opportunities to eat to get it in. We don't want to swing into the grazing territory because that's its own problem. So I really, really highly encourage you, I demand, (laughs) do this, do it. The schedule works. Another thing to know is that toddlers will often front load their calories, meaning They'll eat a good solid breakfast and maybe a morning snack or a good lunch and then trail off the rest of the day. Whereas we as adults often like to have dinner to be like that solid meal of the day where we have the protein, we have the veggie, we've got it all going on. And that's when you're going to get like that solid nutrition. Whereas toddlers often function in the opposite where they want to get more of their fuel earlier in the day. And that is an amazing thing. And that goes from them listening to their body's needs of like, I need to get my fuel ready to go into this busy day versus if they're eating just a big dinner, which can happen for some kids. I'm not going to say that none of them will eat a big dinner. I'm just saying that you might notice that they will eat more earlier in the day than they do later in the day. That doesn't mean they're not eating enough if their dinner is small or nothing, like they might really eat nothing. You might also notice that there are days where there is no big meal. There's no front loading or back loading or any loading. They're surviving on air. And that can happen too. And it's just part of toddlerhood changing daily needs. Again, we don't know what those needs are. Their body does. People often wonder about portion sizes and how that fits into everything. And what I always recommend is just doing starter portions because, as I've said many times, they are going to vary in how much they eat. It's really hard to guess, like, what is the exact right portion size for this meal? So usually if you're eating at home and you have the ability to, like, refill their plate, then I would offer starter portions, which means you're going to start with about one tablespoon of each food per year of age. If they're two years old, I'm going to offer my two-year-old two pieces of shrimp with two tablespoons of rice and two pieces of broccoli, and that can be a good start. If they want more of one or any of those things, I will offer more. If they have too much on the plate at once, it can be overwhelming. And so starting with smaller portions also helps you reduce waste. And it's just a good place to default to when you're thinking about how much should I even be giving them. Just say, okay, this is about however many tablespoons per year of age. It does not need to be exact at all. But if you want a starting place, that is a good place to start. I also mentioned before making sure that you have foods at a meal that you know that they usually eat and like. Those are what I call safe foods. And in order to make sure that they get enough to eat, 
you really need to make sure that you have a safe food at a meal. If you have a picky eater, especially, they might have a limited amount of safe foods, and that's okay. We need them to know that they are going to get enough to eat, and if that means having more of the safe food, that is okay. What about eating past fullness? Will they ever eat too much? Is this something that can become a habit for them? When you have a toddler, and I really mean a kid who's between one and five, that's more than a toddler, but when they're in this age range, if you're following this division of responsibility of letting them decide if they're going to eat at the meal and how much they're eating, it can happen occasionally that they will eat past fullness. It will not happen all the time. And rarely there could be a medical issue. So if you notice that they really are always seeming to eat to the point of making themselves sick or really uncomfortable, then I would absolutely discuss that with the pediatrician. But in general, if you're just like, wow, they took down a whole avocado and a whole bagel and a bunch of fruit, like where did they even put that? That had to have been too much food. Remember, what we think is too much food is just purely made up from our experience of thinking like, wow, that looks like a lot of food for a small child. But they are growing, they are very active, and so it's not unusual for them to eat the same amount that like you would as a fully grown adult sometimes. And in terms of eating too much, Something that's really helpful is using a hunger scale. I do have a printout for that too. It has little teddy bears. It's very cute. And I will put that in the show notes. And from the time that they are a toddler, you can help them become aware of these feelings of how does it feel when my belly is really empty? How does it feel when my belly is comfortably full? How does it feel when I am too full? I am uncomfortable. I feel sick to my stomach. Connecting those dots. Also, at times like holidays, Halloween, something like that, where they do go overboard, usually on sweets because those are more likely to be easier to overdo it and then feel sick afterwards, you can help them connect those dots. So you don't want to be, you know, like, I told you so. But if you do notice that they're feeling sick afterwards, you can say, you know, when I eat too much candy, I get a bellyache too. Let's remember this next time so that we have a little bit less candy so that you don't end up feeling like this. And it's not the end of the world if they do eat too much on occasion. We as adults do it all the time. It does not mean that they are bad or you're doing a bad job. One of my favorite RD friends, her name is Colleen Christensen. She's at No Food Rules on Instagram. She specializes in intuitive eating for adults. And she's great to follow if you want some insight and good examples into how intuitive eating actually works. It's essentially what our babies and toddlers are born doing, like just listening to their body's cues about how much they need. But as we get older, we often get messed up with diet culture and food rules. And the accumulation of all of that over time is what shapes our opinions about what eating too much even means and how we end up putting a value judgment on that. It's very different to notice for yourself, like, hmm, I ate past fullness at this meal, and I'm kind of uncomfortable. I'm probably not going to be hungry for a while. Contrast that with the very different self-talk that we often go to of like, ugh, I'm so mad at myself. I ate so much. I always do this. I can't control myself. I'm so disgusted with myself. 
I'm never going to lose weight if I keep doing this all the time. So the same thing happened in both those scenarios, eight past fullness, and one you're noticing, hmm, that was a little too much, I'm uncomfortable. In the other one, you're like, I am a crappy person and I fail at life. Do we need to be doing that to ourselves? Absolutely not. And we don't want our kids to do that either. For a toddler, they are still really great at listening to their body and they naturally will just eat less later if they ate more than they actually needed. They don't have any of those negative feelings about themselves that we often have unless we give them that language and we communicate those things to them. So let's protect this beautiful, beautiful thing where they don't feel like crap about themselves just because they ate a little more than they needed to. There's no reason for them to feel bad about that. There's no reason for you to feel bad about that either. So we really want to nurture and protect that intuitive eating for them, allow them to tune into their body's hunger and fullness cues. That's what's going to help them have a healthy relationship with food and to maintain a good, healthy weight for their body. So what should you do to help this? Some really simple things that you can do right now is to make sure that you don't comment on the amount that they're eating. No, wow, that was a lot. Or like, really? You want more? Or on the flip side, even being like, you need to eat more or you haven't had enough. We want them to decide that. We don't want them to look to us to decide how much. So you really have to leave the how much up to them. You also want to resist any urge to micromanage their portions. Like if you want to get them to eat a certain amount or keep them from eating more than they've already had, that is going to introduce problems. I will tell you that I have worked with a lot of clients who have difficulty with their kids gaining more and more weight way above their curves, you know, so they're concerned about it. And what's surprising is that a lot of times what you'll see is that they have their kids on pretty strict diets. They have this portion control in place. They're counting calories maybe or they're really limiting their portions to a certain amount and they're still gaining weight. So it's always really interesting to see that. And a lot of times what happens there is that these kids are feeling restricted And then when they get a chance, they really go overboard and get into this sort of binge eating behavior or hiding food, eating food in secret, all these things that we don't want to see with our kids. And it's really interesting. All the research will show you that when kids are restricted, adults too, when we're restricted, we will retaliate against that and really seek out more. So then what happens is a kid is going to have a really hard time They're not going to listen to that message if they even hear it in their body that says you're full because they're worried that they're not getting enough to eat on a regular basis. So if they're presented with a whole pizza, you can see a kid eat an entire large-sized pizza, which objectively I would say is too much for them, but this type of thing can happen. So you really want to avoid trying too hard to manage the amount that they eat. So if they do ask for more of a food, if they want seconds, if they want thirds, even if you're like, oh my gosh, another helping, you keep that to yourself. And it's okay. It's all right for them to have more as long as it's available. You know, there are certain situations where I made six rolls. We have four people in the family. Not everyone can have two. 
No one's really going to be able to have three or four, and that's okay. That's a real limit. That's not something, an artificial limit that you created to manage the amount that they're eating. Another time that you might not be able to give them as much as they want of something is if you know that it's something that's going to cause GI issues for them. For example, I know that if my kids have too much watermelon, they are going to have some explosive watery situation in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? So I will say, I'm sorry, this is how much watermelon we can have right now. We will definitely have it again tomorrow. When they are asking for more and more of just one thing, and usually it's like the carb thing, you know, the pasta or the bread. And if you notice that you have a frustration popping up when they're like, I just want more plain noodles. I want more and more and absolutely nothing else. Acknowledge that feeling and recognize that that is the result of years of hearing that carbs are bad. Your gut reaction is that this is unhealthy. It's like that little warning flag goes up in your brain and is like, no, this is bad. So your gut reaction is going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so unhealthy or this is a problem that they like carbs so much. I can't believe this. Why do they love it so much? Or you feel like a crappy parent because you have a kid who just loves carbs. But guess what? None of that stuff is true. All foods are okay. I mean that 100%. As somebody who has studied food and nutrition, how things work in the body for years, I can tell you 100% that all foods are okay. There are no foods that I'm like, oh my God, never feed that to your child ever. They're going to explode. They're going to get cancer. Like, there's nothing, you know, you'll see the stuff in the media that says, avoid these 10 foods, blah, blah, blah. Like, that stuff is just meant to scare you and meant to get you to click on articles and read them and go to people's websites. You know, it's not to actually help you. Here's what happens when they eat less nutrient-dense foods. They still get calories. That's a good thing. They still get macronutrients, so whether that be carbs, protein, or fat, or some mix of those, they just get less of the other things like the vitamins, the minerals, the fiber, etc., which are important things. But at the end of the day, they can still be healthy even if there are foods in their diet that are not that healthy. It's true. We don't need to be perfect with our diet 100% of the time. So obviously, I don't want them to just eat plain macaroni all day, every day. But when that's happening at one meal of the day, it's really not a problem. Let's recap. This whole idea of them getting enough to eat, them getting the right amount to eat, really begins with you preparing yourself to do something that may feel risky if this is new to you, to place the trust in them to decide how much they need, if they need to eat at a meal. They will not be perfect all the time, but perfection is not the goal. It's never going to be that way. It's really this fluid kind of situation. And if this is new for you, please look at it as an experiment. Or if you really want to try this new way where you're going to do this division of responsibility, they're going to decide if and how much they eat. And maybe your partner's not on board, but ask them, let's look at this as an experiment. Let's try to give them more control over how much and step back and observe what happens. How do I feel? How does my child react to this? If something really bad happens, you change it. Absolutely. But I have a really good feeling that it's going to be good for everyone. 
That may have felt like a lot to take in today, but I have everything available for you in the show notes for this episode so you can refer back to it at any time. Or maybe you want to send it to your partner so they can be on the same page with you about this. Before I say goodbye, please leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because your one review will help other parents. It'll help them find the podcast and get help feeding their own little ones. So it's a great way for you to pay it forward. I'll talk to you next week.